Have you ever felt that, but I don't know what it is? It's kind of a scary feeling. Now, what was I supposed to bring home for Andy? What was I going to call again? Have you ever felt you've lost something, but you don't know what it is? As already noted, uh, our first word during Advent is the word hope. Psalm 147, verse 11. The Lord delights in those who fear Him, those who respect Him, those who honor this Almighty God. That's what that means. Who put their hope in God's unfailing love. God's love. His unfailing love. Unswerving. God, I put my hope in You, in Your love. That's what hope is. Have you ever felt that you've lost hope? And you can't seem to find it? It's a scary feeling. It's a fearful feeling. Where is hope? Do you see hope anywhere? Well, part of the scripture is first in Matthew 2, verse 2. We, the kings, true kings, historically speaking, and wise men, we saw his star when it arose. When it rose. We see that team of We saw the star when it rose. Now, in the Greek, it probably says that, but as I read the Greek in Pastor Kurt's translation, and I probably got two semesters of Greek, I think this is what he said. We see hope on the horizon. We see breakthroughs on the horizon. That's what I think the kings are saying. Aren't you glad that 20, well, maybe not. 2017, man, it's been a rough year on this world. They just say natural disasters all over the world. Drought, California. Floods and or hurricanes in Florida and Texas. Forest fires all over the place. Natural disasters that you can't explain and causing all kinds of harm to human beings. And in every one of those situations, they're asking, where is hope? 2017 has been rough. You might say 2017's a flood stage. It's at a point where can we survive much longer? If the water gets any higher, I don't know if we're going to survive. I feel like I lost something. I don't know where it is. What about just the, uh, the unrest among us? The angst, the angriness, the divisiveness. Gosh, where's what's hoping in the midst of all that? What about uh, in 2017 all the, all the terror threats in the world? What about all the domestic terror? What about persons? dealing with domestic violence, sexual harassment. Oh, we could go on and on and be really, really bad about ourselves as a, as a world, as a country, as humanity, as human beings, as Christians. We could be really bad because what I'm trying to get to is where is hope? 
Anna Green Bay, Anna Green Bay, Annie's Bridge, that all of those. I've watched all the movies. <laughs> the one line just recently I showed was, uh, a few groups that you know, in the show I was watching about Anna Green Bay, she's just a delightful child. And this delightful child uh, made this statement in the book, in the line, in the movie, uh, and it really stirred in me, and I want to read it to you. My life is a perfect graveyard of buried hope. Wow! You hear the pain in that? But with Anne, she was covering it over with all kinds of, what, I don't know, beautiful words. But at the same time, she was asking a question. I think I've lost hope. I don't know where it is. The kings, the wise men were looking. I think we see some hope just over the horizon. Let's follow that have a stand conversation at Panera. I don't know, I don't actually how it got started, but that conversation with the, the young person, well, the young person, 20 something. <laughs> What's young anymore? I don't know, you, you know that. But, uh, but uh, just have, have a conversation, because she happened to know that I was a pastor for Trinity Church. And she told me this short story. You know, she said, when I was in second grade, my foster parents brought me to church, to Trinity Church. And that's where I learned about Christmas time, the Christmas story. And this foster child, this woman, this person, at that age, was diligent enough, she said, that she went to the library to look for some answers to these questions that she received from the teacher. Because if she got all the answers right, if she got of all the persons coming back the next Sunday or whatever, she got a, she got a basket of meat babies. Oh, what a beautiful story. I said, if you want to come back, you're more than welcome to part of the Trinity Church. Where was hope in the story? It's a rock star of faith. A rock star of hope. You know who the, who the Sunday school teacher was? Anyone want to guess? Martha Tuttle. Martha Tuttle is the rock star at Trinity Church. She is. Those who went to the birthday party last night, she was a rock star. Wow. Have you lost something and you just couldn't find it? Put your finger on it. Martha brought hope to that child. The woman, I think she's probably looking for a church. I wonder if we're able to offer her hope as we move forward. Well, hope points the way forward. The next thought is follow hope where it leads. Follow hope where it leads. That's what the wise men did in the following star. The scripture says in 2 9, the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. You follow the star, when you follow hope, you follow it to where it leads. The scripture I came across in the previous message together is Proverbs 13, verse 12. 
unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick. This is Barry Coase. But a sudden breakthrough can turn life around. Turn life around. We have one sign, one star, one, one person who has hope. You place your faith. We, I believe, want to be a church of hope. Where we seek out people who are heartsick and are looking for hope. Whether it be children, families, persons of all ages who are heartsick. Do you know there's many things that the church has done for God? God has been placing in my heart a commodity that we have great uh, known for. You know, getting back to Cornell Graham's Krispy uh, uh, Kreme is known for the donuts, right? Everyone knows about Krispy Kreme and the donuts. Well, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure quite yet. This may not be a bit of a shoot. What if we are known as a church that transformed people through prayer? I'm not just talking about cursory prayer, okay, I've been praying for you all week. I mean, really heartfelt. Praying over, anointing, healing, bring healing to people's lives through prayer. Let me just tell you people, we are known as a great church. What if we were to use that as a way to give hope to people? Have you seen the buffet of prayer here this morning? <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. There's all kinds of prayer happening right here. The comfy quilts, when you come down for communion, uh, the ladies and gentlemen are asking that as you come down, you lay your hand on each of the quilts as you're coming or leaving to say, we're praying over the quilts. Because these hands that you see represent our hands. These quilts represent our prayers for you. Do you know we have given away over 800 comfy quilts to in our community? 800. And the best story is one just recently again. Christy Jordan was given a comfy quilt uh, by Sue Rockwell just a few days ago. Sue, oh, it's not Sue, Christy has had a current of cancer. She's a bold, natural, she's, she's facing it. She has hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in healing prayer. And when she put, when she posted her quilt on Facebook, the page blew up. Several people in this Facebook post said, I know a Trinity Church, it's known for prayer. What if we could be Christian Cream prayer? Giving hope to heartsick people. Turn around 2017. That would make 2018 a lot better. And what if we would all agree to that? My wife can agree to follow the star. In our prayer corner out here, we had 91 people putting requests for prayer. We had almost 10 people praying over those 91 requests, uh, praying over them. And we, had, we tied white ribbon uh, around the corner. You see all the white ribbon to say, We prayed for you. It's not stopping. We couldn't, we couldn't tell people to stop. Please, no, no more prayers. No more, no more. Please, please. We're, not, we're not doing this anymore. We, we couldn't stop it. It's like the traffic on Main Street. You know, a truck, a truck tried to 
tear down the building across the street. Uh, <coughs> even, if, even if this church were destroyed, heaven forbid, prayers would continue. Because the people are you feeling more hopeful now? But there's a lot of people this Christmas season who feel hopeless. We just can't hold it to ourselves. We just can't keep it. We've got to help the heart sick. We've got to seek out the people in Panera, at the banks, places that we visit, praying for them, walking with them, working with them. That's hope. Aren't you glad the wise men didn't have Twitter or Facebook or anything to send an email? Uh, Jesus, uh, we're just going to send you an email. Uh, the little gift card goes with it. And uh, thank you very much for uh, dying to, uh, coming to the world and eventually dying for our sins. Thank you. How impersonal is that? Hope leads to breakthroughs. Here's the final thought as we move forward. Hope, hope takes you home a different way. Now, I'm with you. I'm a Christian pattern. I like to take the same way home every single time. Because it's the fastest. That's the best way to go home. Every time, every time. Take the same way home. And with that one line, I had to think, what if I were to do it a different way? Or if I would eat at a different restaurant? Or if I talk to a different person? Or see things, uh, instead of looking at this side of the road, I look on this side of the road. Instead of looking at these people in a very racist way, I see them in a loving way. Our eyes might be open to hopeful things. We might truly be wise people. The scripture, verse 12. Having been born in a dream, the Magi, the wise men, turned to their country, returned to their country another, on another route. Here is what to find out who this baby king was and what killed him. Being warned in a dream, they went home a different way. That's pretty wise. But also it shows that as they went home a different way, they probably talked to different people on their way home. Whatever direction that was. Meeting people, talking to people. Did you, let me just tell you what I just experienced as I'm yeah, back in Bethlehem. Wow. A tremendous story. I came across a picture that I took of Calvin about three years ago, Thanksgiving, and you've seen it before, but. I didn't have time to put it up here, but it's, a, it's an oak tree back by Karen's house. It's huge. He's probably 200 years old. And it's Calvin when he was 16, looking up this huge tree. And then I saw the thing, the little line I wrote underneath, and it's perfect then, it's perfect this morning. And let me just read it to you. Sometimes you need a weathered old, weathered old oak tree to look up to, to give you the unshakable, unshakable hope. Sometimes you have to look up to the weathered old oak. Now for you, that can be the cross. It can be a relationship with Jesus Christ. It can be the very thing that's divine. It gives you hope for the future. Whatever it is, you're transferring your hope. I put my hope in you, Lord. And when I do that, 
I see myself today in unshakable hope. The world is constantly saying to the single mothers, single fathers, persons who are lonely, persons who are seeking some kind of hopeful relationship, emotional, physical, any kind of relationship to give a meaning in life. And the world is saying, give up. That's what the world is saying. I hope the Christian church inadvertently say the same thing. We cannot say, we must not say the same thing, give up. Because there's a lot of heart-sick people who need hope. So when the world says give up, hope whispers, try one more time. Hope whispers, try just one more time. That's hope. One more time. In this Christmas season, there's, there's all kinds of activity. Great activity. What's a great movement? There's a movement on Maine. And one thing that you heard last Sunday, you're hearing more this Sunday in weeks and then newsletter and other mailings about here in the future, is uh, this idea around this legacy project. We know that Harold and Virginia Revel gave uh, some money to the Trinity Church. And the trustees allowed us to use that money for this legacy project that you'll hear about in this next moment. And you'll receive paper form in the days and weeks ahead. But just, be, just experience the hope that you hear in this next video. How we see hope in, this, in our present situation as we move forward. So share this experience together. We spent the last several years updating spaces for adults. Friendship Hall, hospitality area, kitchen, you walk through all those areas, that's one great way to welcome the community. But what about children and families? What about the children and families that we do coming to Trinity Church very soon? Uh, maybe we need to take a look at updating our children and family spaces here in the Education Building. It was eye-opening for me to hear what visitors thought when they looked at our family spaces. They said things like, you have some great spaces here, but it looks like you don't care about families. And it looks dirty. And there isn't a single restroom in this part of the building that I use. And even, I'm not sure I feel comfortable leaving my child in this environment. But this was really hard for me to hear. But as I looked around and began to understand why this is the things that they had to say, I think I've become familiar and comfortable with the environment, just the way things look. And I'm not in this part of the building frequently, so I think everything is fine. I think everything is, is okay and in good repair. But when I hear words like unsafe or dirty or Unwelcoming. I know this is this is not what any of us want anyone to feel or think about our church. And that is why this project, the legacy project, is so important to our church. 
business, we each have a very special opportunity to share hope, love, joy, peace in Jesus with not just those around us now, but for generations to come through the Legacy Project. Thanks to the trust of the late Harold and Virginia Ripple, we are able to begin making much-needed renovations to our education building. These renovations will include the men's and women's restrooms off of the kitchen downstairs, and altering the layout of the upstairs in order to provide space for new handicap-accessible restrooms and a much easier navigating path from the sanctuary to these restrooms so that they're accessible to everyone. Soon, this space and these spaces will begin to look a lot like the future. A future in which the legacy of Trinity Church is written. And although these changes are internal in nature, the impact which can potentially be made in the life of our current and future generations is an eternal one. Over the course of the next several weeks, we'll be sharing more about this incredible opportunity we have as a church to be part of this legacy project. We are a 724 church with a move on Maine, and we want to put in motion what we hear from God. And what we hear from God, I believe you will find a place in your heart at such a time as this to give. So today, I challenge you to be a prayer how you can be a generous giver this Christmas through the Legacy Project. Leaving a legacy, we want to tell them to continue to leave a legacy. Harold and Virginia Ripple left a legacy. Comfy quotes, leaving a legacy. And the thought is this hope takes you on a different path. <coughs> To your call to make a difference. That's what holds us when we experience hope. It takes us to places we've never been before to make a difference. So part of this message, the question we ask every every Sunday is, what does God call you to do today? Maybe it's to pray. That's the first bullet point that you can check. I will walk through the educational building. Walk through the education building here on the second floor, the first floor. After the service this morning, instead of taking the way home that you normally do, maybe take the way to the education building to see what it looks like. Pray over those areas. Pray for new children and new families that will, that will use the remodeled spaces through the legacy project. Or maybe this is more interesting to use is that when I go home today, I'll go home a different way. And pray for a spirit of hopefulness for the people I see, the homes and businesses I pass by. Praying for them that God will do a work in their life and I can be a part of that work. And the final one is mentioned in the little video. I'll make a difference for the next generation by making a donation to the Legacy Project in my Christmas offering. Now when we say Christmas offering, these are those persons who receive the regular offering envelopes. There's an envelope that's marked Christmas offering. What we're asking is that you would make a donation if you should choose and put it in that particular offering. And we're hoping that the Christmas offering that, uh, that would be designated, designated for the leadership uh, for the Legacy Project. You can also mark your check at Legacy Project and down the phone. You're hearing more about this not just today, but over the next few weeks. Seeing how we can bring hope to people's lives. Those are our hearts.
Let's, let's pray for a moment. We'll move to praying for others. Dear Jesus, I just pray that people consider how make a difference this season. That you will give them a sign of hope in their own lives. Here in 2017. You know they may feel the water rising around them. God, that we may rise with Christ. And Christ's love may reign. And then that we may move forward with hope. God, let us be like the wise men who followed that star and found a precious gift. And when they left, they went home a different way. They were different people. And began to share the good news of us holy Jesus Christ. God, we give you thanks. Amen. To pray for one another and pray for the concerns that we have part of our lives. And uh, like I said, there's a lot here we're praying over. I mentioned about the comfy quilts. And we want to mention the prayer cards, Sharon and Bob Ryan asked to pray for John Hauser at Triple Heart Valve Bike Replacement. Three Heart Valve. Triple heart valve placement, one valve. That's how I should say that. Uh, it's repaired, so prayers for John as he recovers. And also, Carolyn Beaver, she's used to still here in the first service, but Carolyn uh, asked us to pray for John. John Beaker, he, uh, it's Carolyn's husband, had surgery on Monday, so prayers, prayers for John to keep John Beaker in prayers. And we continue to lift up all the prayers that are in the bulletin. Them up and continue prayers for Bob Smith. I know Bob Ryan has surgery on December 5th, and the other names that you see there as well. But up here on the altar is um, a couple other things is that if you've been praying in Advent season and have an Advent calendar up here, uh, Beth and a few others made these a few years ago, and there was Intensive life, intensive work to put those together. So if you have one still, these, these are the refills for the prayer calendar. But if you don't have a prayer calendar, you can still take the prayers, which 25 prayers, one for each day of the week, each day, through the December, through December 25th, and you can pick one of these up when you come down for communion this morning and uh, begin to, to pray for God to do a each one of those. As I mentioned the past few weeks, and here's another <laughs> the rains and pours of God's grace is that uh, people have been taking these prayer rocks home with them and seeing this as a prayer to pray for one another. So it's Jim Caldwell, Jenny Dumbo, and the list goes on. And I even gave one to the lady from Panera. Uh, but uh, these are future prayers. So as you're coming down, you may want to take a, take a rock and stop here and pray for yourself or someone else or someone who's heart sick. But then maybe take the rock and place it in, in the little jar here, or take it home. I guess we just want you to pray. So we may say we have a buffet of prayer here, and maybe one God calls to be known for praying for our community, praying for one another, and see transformation in people's lives. So those are the prayers that we have that we want to lift up. So when we, when we pray, we're going to be praying during communion. And I'm going to bless the elements here in a moment. And we'll, the ushers will guide us as we normally do from the back to the front. And then as you're coming forward, you want to
touch the company quotes to anoint them, pray, pray with them. As you're coming forward, we'll serve you communion. So if you want me to pray with you, for you, I'll be here at the altar. And you can kneel here. I'll on the other side sometimes people will pray for you. But Tim and Anne-Marie will be serving communion. So you will receive communion and we just wait for prayer. So that's what we're going to prayer time today. And then after we have a communion, after we share the communion together, we'll close by saying the Lord's Prayer. So let me bless the elements today. On the night that Jesus was with the disciples, He took the bread and He broke it and He gave it to the disciples and said, this is the blood, this is the body broken for you. Take it in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, He, he took the cup he blessed it and gave it to the disciples and said, This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. So dear Jesus, we ask that the institution of these words and the consecration of this bread and cup today, Lord, dear Father, we ask that you may allow us to see things in a whole new way. God points it in a different way to know that we do have hope in you. And as we see things differently, we're going to see ourselves in a different way as forgiven people, as thankful people, as people of abundance instead of people of scarcity. And God, with this, with this blessing upon us, God, we ask that we may act in a different way to make a difference in the people around us. For our hearts sake, to Jesus, we thank you for this gift. We honor you today through this, through this sharing and bread and cup our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, ushers guide us down today. And like I said, I'll be on the other side of the here praying with you for all your need.
Let us uh, pray now our Lord's Prayer together. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
hold on to the gift of Jesus this Christmas season. May the advent of his birth bring hope to you and to those that you see around you. For there is a world in need of good news of salvation. In Jesus' name.